One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Dumbaliu, and you are listening to Sorry Partner. And welcome to Sorry Partner, a weekly podcast about bridge and all things interesting to bridge players, brought to you by bridge partners and friends, Catherine Harris and Jocelyn Starts. On today's program, we talk with Chinese champion Dunga Liu about keeping his promises and the fundamental importance of good communication, as well as hear his top tip for developing players. But first, let's kibitz. Hi, partner. Hi, partner. How are you, Catherine? I'm great. Thanks, Jocelyn. How has your week been? Well, it's been interesting. (laughs) So, you know, we have that Swiss team game at the club every month. Right. And I got asked to fill in as a fourth on a very good team, sort of Mm. a little bit out of my league, shall we say. And I was quite excited. Yeah. But then before the Swiss team, I had an opportunity to play against some of the people on the team. Do you mean just like at a regular club game? Regular club game. Regular pairs game at the club. And I really botched the defense of a hand. I didn't visualize properly the layout of the cards, the way it seems to be so easy for some people. (laughs) So not easy for me. No, no me. (laughs) And when they made their three no Trump, which was an unmakeable contract, <laughs> my opponent, future teammate said to me, you better not do that when you're on my team, <laughs> which really freaked me out because yeah. now I, you know, I know I'm going to do it again um, because that's how I, I don't defend perfectly. It's very hard for me. So I was very nervous. But luckily, when we played last night, the team's event Our team came in first, notwithstanding my presence (laughs) on the team. (laughs) And did that person eat humble pie? Never, 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 never. Never. Did they acknowledge it? He he acknowledged, he said, you played well. That's what he said. Okay. Well, that's something. I'm sure it was hard for him. (laughs) I think so. He's a very good player. He's got an 
incredible ability to visualize the cards. So he probably can't really understand how anybody doesn't see all the things that he sees and must be missing some critical brain facilities, <laughs> faculties, excuse me. Be that as it may, you know, if, he's, if he wants you to play as well as you can at the table, I don't really see that that's an effective strategy for making you feel comfortable and performing well as a consequence. So whatever he can foresee or not, not so smart. I say, not so smart. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Stepping away for a minute to say thank you to our friend, Larry Cohen, known for his keep it simple sweetheart philosophy. Check out his quizzes, practice hands, and bridge made simple webinars at www.larryco.com. Thanks, Larry. So, Jocelyn, we've had some some mail, which is which is lovely. Would you like me to read you a letter from our mailbag? Absolutely. Okay. Well, this is called The Time I Wanted to Punch My Opposition in the Face slash International Incident Narrowly Avoided. <laughs> and you'll be delighted to know this is from Stephen, our previous correspondent in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, Stephen, with the with the friend who is rather unfiltered and needed to stand at the table and and cursed. That's the one <laughs> provoking another international incident. Exactly, that's him. So, thank you for writing in, Stephen. We love the letters; keep them coming. Anyway, here we go. My partner and I finally decided to test our bridge skills beyond the safety of our sheltered clubhouse in Garden Vale in Melbourne and registered to play in the Gold Coast International Bridge Tournament held annually in February. And Jocelyn, that's one that Barry Regal often attends. He, he writes the bulletin for that tournament. Our nerves were as raw as the sushi we had eaten for lunch as we sat down to play our first match against a pair of world-class players attending from overseas. They were so intimidating. Oh, God. They actually wore a team tracksuit, something I had never seen before nor since. Lucky. <laughs> it's giving me ideas. <laughs> you and I can start showing up in matching outfits. No, it's something to consider later. <laughs> Imagine that we turned up <laughs> matching tracksuits. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... They wore a team tracksuit, something I'd never seen before. I was already imagining them doing laps around the convention centre before start of play as a warm-up exercise. <laughs> Needless to say, we were outbid on our first hand as my partner passed my one-club opening bid to leave them in a four-heart contract. I led my ace of clubs, and partner having no clubs threw away a small diamond. The declarer suddenly placed his hands face down on the table and looking at me with a stern face that sent shivers down my back, asked in his very best English, what is your partner signaling to you? Being such a rookie, I'd never heard of terms like attitude count or suit preference, so I assumed he was accusing me of cheating. Oh, no. <laughs> I was absolutely horrified. <laughs> I stood up immediately and yelled at the top of my voice for the director. In a room filled with about a thousand silent bridge players, my scream must have sounded like a bomb alert. <laughs> of course, they probably didn't look up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody looks up from their game. <laughs> At least three directors rushed over to our table to see what the excitement was about. <laughs> That's one way to get the director to come. <laughs> 
stack. I was so emotional, choked up and humiliated that all I could manage to say to the director was that he just accused me of cheating. I demand an apology. Oh my God. So, so she thought that he was saying like pulling on your ear or signaling by pointing at your, at your ring. He's saying, what is the, what is it? What is partner signaling to you? Like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. So no surprise. The opposition started <laughs> laughing and said, no cheating, asking for signals. <laughs> I pleaded to the director, look, mate, I don't know what the hell he's on about. It's not like my partner rubbed his chest, tapped his ring <laughs> finger or performed some other kind of charade indicating which suit to lead next. <laughs> the director took me aside, offered me a glass of water to calm me down and then explained how advanced players use discards to signal to their partners and that it was a totally legal play, thus offsetting a potentially awkward international incident. <laughs> that is so funny. It is funny. I'd be really intimidated if I was sitting there opposite a team decked out in matching tracksuits. Have you ever seen that? Never. I think I have. No. I've seen some... some Interesting things, interesting outfits, I would say, and <laughs> yeah. interesting hairstyles, I guess I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily team hairstyles, not intentionally anywhere. No, no. But it's, an, it's food for thought. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I've got another short letter also on the theme of intimidation. And this one is from Anonymous. And it's, the subject is fire escape. My future husband, an overly confident and highly enthusiastic bridge aficionado, convinced me that after only a few brief lessons given by him, I would be well-placed to go toe-to-toe with some of the Tony Upper West Side duplicate players in Manhattan. (laughs) Oh, I can just imagine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Our table mates were absolute sharks and not amused by my total lack of comprehension. I was out of my depth. After only one or two hands, I ended up on the fire escape of the building having a panic attack and wondering how to climb down. <laughs> so I was never having to see them again. So that, I must say, it really it reminded me of um, the first game I played at a club in New York. I just rocked up, of course, as I have done so many times. And a word to the wise, it's often good to call first. <laughs> just take it from me. Anyway, I rocked up to this club, which would become my regular club, and um, walked in. The place is full of people. Found my way to whoever was taking the table fees. And um, this man, he, he took my money, asked me a couple of questions, and then just said, wait there. So I was just standing there for what felt like an eternity, just waiting. Anyway, a woman finally arrived and said she needed a partner. And the, the director who I had liaised with pointed at me and said, I don't think she's too bad. It's going to really engender confidence. Anyway, so this woman agreed to play with me and her name is Sheila, the lovely Sheila. She and I ended up becoming regular partners. So that was very nice. But we went and sat down at a table and um, we were going over our system card because we just met and the opponents were doing the same thing. And, you know, it was clear the game was about to start. And, and just before it started, she, she looked at me and she said, don't be intimidated. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I hadn't been intimidated, clearly, rocked up there with all the hubris of whatever. I I wasn't intimidated. But then, of course, I thought, well, uh uh-oh. And um, I started asking questions and realized that my first opponent at the table was Judy Rodden, who is a superstar who literally the following week was about to be inducted into the ACBL Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> she was she was my first opponent. Sitting there, I, I went from not being intimidated to completely intimidated. Like you know, one table after another, one champion after another. By the time I finished, I was I was scared to go back. I mean, I did go back, but then you know, as I became more and more aware of who all these people were, I actually found myself you know, feeling more and more intimidated. But people were so nice, I have to say. All these pros, they're such incredible players, such superstars, you know, very famous champions, all very, 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 very sweet. So that was also very nice to see that these people knew how to handle themselves. And they were just so generous as well. I learned so much, you know, you know, they had time, they'd always explain something. And that's a great experience to be able to play against people who are just so much better than you. But nevertheless, It was intimidating. It's better sometimes not to know. (laughs) Yeah. I would have been much better off not knowing. So if you have any fun stories about being intimidated or accused of cheating, but not really, please send them to us at sorrypartnerpodcast at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read them out on the pod. Coming up next, our interview with Dunga Liu. Chinese champion Dunga Liu discovered bridge as a child, watching Mextroth and Rodwell represent the USA against Canada in the final of the 1995 Bermuda Bowl, which was broadcast live on Chinese television. 24 years later, he realized a childhood dream, watching his idols again, this time from across the same table as their rival in the 2019 Bermuda Bowl. He is a multiple national title holder, an enthusiastic booster of all things bridge. We began by asking him what he loves most about the game. Every tournament, every year, and every hand, they are different. I think this is the true thing that I love bridge. You are facing new situations board by board. So that's that's the main reason. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is your earliest memory of bridge? Well, Bermuda Bowl, the World, World Championships, hold in my hometown, Beijing. So in that time, the bridge is pretty hot in China because, you know, we have a very famous bridge player, Deng Xiaoping, who is the chairman of the of China by then. He was a very good... Why you look astonished? I didn't know that! <laughs> he is a very big bridge fan. So by that time, every primary school, every middle school, everybody were playing bridge. And actually, there was a... Chinese sports program, like live broadcasting Bermuda Bowl in Beijing. So I was watching like TV every day and I saw, what's that? That's a new card game, looks to me. And it was broadcasting on TV, which shocked me a lot. So I learned how to play bridge during the Bermuda Bowl very quickly. I found a book and read it very fast and read it like 12 hours a day. Then I, I learned how to play it. So final was USA against Canada. So I saw the very famous board that Max Ross opened the precision two diamonds. I think he was 3415 or something. And Rodwell directly beat seven clubs. And after that, Iraq Kokish, who is the, 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 the coach of Max Ross Rodwell, he trusted his players. So he beat seven diamonds after it, sacrifice and doubled down eight for 2000. That was live on the TV 1995 in my, in like in Beijing. Nico team won the, the, the Bermuda in 1995. So Max Ross Rodwell became my idol. So all my bridge experience is like some childhood dream come true because 24 years ago, I know him and uh, see him as an idol and uh, learned how to play bridge. And 12 years later, I interviewed Max Ross in 2007 in Shanghai Bermuda Bowl again. Then 12 years later, I become the rival on his table in, in Bermuda Bowl. So I think that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Very cool. So after the experience of watching the Bermuda Bowl on TV, how long was it before you actually started playing? So after that, I found uh, like a bridge club because my mother, she knew how to play bridge. She got a bridge club in her uh company. So she took me there to play with them, them. So after you started playing, when did you start to feel that this was something that you were good at? How did you know that you were good at it? I think my bridge experience can divide it to two parts because now I'm a professional player, but I played pretty solid and pretty much time in my childhood from my middle school to uh, university time. So between them, there is like a five-year gap, 2010 to like 2015. That's because when I played bridge, you need like a group of people play with you. I, I was very lucky because in the middle school, like 13 or 14, I surprisingly found some classmates, they can play bridge. So like every day when we finish our school, we stay and we play like a few boards of bridge. Then we go home. So 
I play bridge with three, four of my classmates every day. And till now, I think that's my best time of life because you have nothing to worry about because you are still a kid. So that's a very happy time to me. But when I graduated from the uh, middle school, we switched schools from middle school to high school. So my classmates, we played bridge together. Six of us, we divided to different high schools. So we discussed a little bit. We say, well, six of us are going to five different high schools. So we can't play much bridge in high school time. So let's have a date. When we go to university, we come back, play bridge together. And we represent China to play a world juniors. You can like recognize that, like the talk with the young people, they, they, they have no fear, right? They have dreams. So we had a date. We come back three years after high school. Then we try to like play as a national youth team. So I, I was practiced a little bit in high school. But going to the university, we have no time to see each other. Then something was happened because one of our bridge, bridge friends, he actually went to the uh, Friendship University, which in Moscow, so in, in Russia. So he, he went there, and there was a big fire accident in the dormitory, and he, he died in oh, 2004. Sorry. Because of this, the whole class reunion again in the freshman year of the university. So I asked them, are you still playing bridge? Can you remember our childhood dream and the, our date? And they said, I'm sorry, Donga, we, we are not playing bridge now. So our childhood dream is on your shoulder for all of us and for the, for the one who is in the sky. So I was very sad, but I think I have to finish, fulfill our goal to play bridge to represent China. So finally, when I graduate, I represent China playing in the world junior teams, both in 2008 and 2010. And I, uh, both of the tournament, I got bronze medal. 2010 uh, was in Philadelphia. But after 2010, I felt very exhausted because, you know, all, all the time I play bridge is like, uh, not only because I love bridge, but also I think because of my childhood friends. So after 2010, I quit bridge for like five years. I, I went to a company and uh, go to work and uh, like work hard and try to absorb this thing. And what brought you back to Bridge after you took that break? I worked for five, six years. I found that every year, although I got a little bit promotion, I got more salary, but every year we did pretty same work. So I feel a little bit tired of this life. And also, sometimes the, the time passes. When you come back to the game, you still find some fresh things because every board is different. So when I come back to the game, I see the thing that, oh, okay, maybe my true love is the, the game. So why not you choose like your career? So now I do a lot of free things, not only uh, playing bridge, but also teaching and uh, try to uh, develop the game. What is your greatest strength as a bridge player? Well, frankly speaking, I don't think I'm particularly good in, for example, play or defense or beat or, or any aspect of technique. But I'm particularly good in communication with my partner because partnership in a bridge game is the most important thing that can lead you to win. 
So if you can manage your partnership well, then you you have much better energy that one at one is much bigger than two. And also after table, I'm pretty quiet. I can choose the right time to communicate with my partner, not like directly, for example, after the table or anything like this. And also I have the patience to listen to my partner. So I think the greatest bridge player, I mean, individual, not a pair, is the one who can make his partner better. Not because he's, he's very good at play, he's very good at defense, no. He can make his partner better. The better he makes, the greater he can be. What would your regular partner say is your weakest area in the game? Well, I can't get up very early in the morning. So <laughs> every day when, when we play the first set of the day, it normally is 9 a.m. or like 9.30 or so. I used to get up like 10 minutes before the, the playing started. So I like to play in nationals because the nationals started to play in 1 p.m. <laughs> well, okay, that's the fun part. I think my weakness is I can't manage my mindset very well after a bad board. So I'm a little bit sensitive. Let, let's say we had a very bad board. So after that board, I can't stop thinking of what did I do? I screwed it up. So maybe after that board, for the like one or two boards, I wasn't very focused. So I think that's my weakness. And also my partner agrees. Do you have a favorite convention? Yes, my favorite convention is support couple. And it's invented by Eric Rodwell, you know, my idol. Because in major, if you find feet, you can beat four of major with very low points. For example, if you have nine card feet, you can go to the game like 22 points. That's fine. So I think support double is, is one brilliant convention to find the feet, five, three feet. What about conventions that you don't like? I dislike a few conventions for sure. But I've read a convention called Texas Yellow Rose. The funny thing is this convention has a very pretty name, Texas Yellow Rose. But, but it's like a useless convention. So the point of the convention is, let's say I have two, three, four, four. If you have also two, three, four, four, we can't make six no trap with even like 33 points. We can't because the shape is, is a mirror. So the Texas Yellow Rose convention is the one try to help you to avoid, you know, the mirror shape. The concept is good, but you know, you have so low possibility to use it. What is the best bridge advice or tip that you've ever been given? Yeah, my best tip I have been given is from Jeff Hampson. So once I saw in the bridge winners, somebody asked him, Jeff, can you give uh, advice to like a beginner player, advanced player, and the expert player? And he said, for beginner, I will give you one word, count. For the advanced player, I gave you another word, everything. And for expert player, I gave you one more word, always. So for expert player, I wish you to count everything always. That's the best tip I have been given. Because although I am playing in the you know, world-class level, but still I made a lot of mistakes. And most of them, are I miscount or I forget to count something. I can do count everything, but always is very hard to me. So I think for the different level of the players, you can just uh, count, count everything 
and count everything always. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was terrific. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate very well that you invite me on this great show. So keep going for the game of bridge, for the game we love. Thank you very much. And that's the show. Many thanks to Dunga Liu. This program is produced by Catherine Harris. Our theme music was composed by Jocelyn Starts and produced by Daniel Graboy. Send your bridge stories and comments to sorrypartnerpodcast at gmail.com or at sorrypartnerpodcast on Instagram or send us a voice message at www.speakpipe.com slash sorrypartnerpodcast. That link is in the show notes along with some other good stuff. We'd love to hear from you, but be nice or we'll call the director. Until next week, play well. May all your finesses be on side. And remember, as Dunga says, count, count everything, count everything always. (laughs) And good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, partner. Thank you, partner. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.